You're listening to the Yoga Teacher Resource Podcast. Knowledge, techniques, and inspiration for your teaching and your practice. I'm your host, Mado Hesselink. If you're a yoga teacher who loves learning, is passionate about spreading the benefits of yoga, and desires more resources to support your teaching, you're in the right place. Let's get started with today's episode. Before I jump into today's topic of the four main types of successful yoga workshops, I want to make sure that you've gotten my free download of 100 yoga workshop ideas. If you have not downloaded it yet, you can get it at teachingyoga.net slash 100 workshops. It's also available in the show notes for this episode, available right on the screen of your podcast player. If you're listening in real time, that is as this episode is being released, I also have a free masterclass coming up, The Three Keys to a Stellar Yoga Workshop. Register for that at teachingyoga.net slash masterclass. Okay, today I'm going to talk about the different types of yoga workshops, how to decide which type is best for you, and what types of yoga workshops tend to get the most registrations. A few weeks ago, I did an episode about the difference between a yoga class and a yoga workshop. If you aren't clear about that and you haven't listened, you might want to hit pause and go back and listen to that one first. There are four basic types of yoga workshops that have a proven track record for attracting students all over the world. The exact content of those workshops are going to vary based on your student base, but knowing these four types of workshops is a great way to get started in thinking about what kind of workshop would be the best fit for you and also the best way to promote it. The workshops in the free download that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode are divided into these four categories. The four categories are introductory, yoga plus, deep dive, and celebrations. In a moment, I'll explain in detail what I mean by each of these and why you might choose one over another. To be fair and specific, some workshops definitely fit into more than one of these categories. In the 100 workshop ideas download, I've placed them in the one that I think fits best, but that doesn't mean they can't fit the bill for a different category also. The first type of successful yoga workshop is the introductory yoga workshop. This could be an intro to yoga in general, intro to yoga for a specific population, such as people who consider themselves to be inflexible, or intro to a particular aspect of yoga, such as alignment or philosophy. The intro workshop is a really great option for newer teachers because they tend to attract students with an open mind and less experience. Knowing that your students are beginners help to tamp down some of the imposter syndrome that can easily rear its head when you think about offering a yoga workshop if you haven't done that before. In an intro workshop, you're not claiming or promising to be an expert on your topic. You just need to know more than a beginner would and share your passion with them. The downside to an intro workshop is it's harder to come up with really compelling outcomes that will motivate people to attend. Knowing that you're just scratching the surface of a topic, you definitely want to be honest and realistic about the benefits that people can expect from attending. So think through what the biggest challenges that new yoga students have and how you could address them in a two-hour workshop. Some yoga studios, and I love this, some yoga studios require new students to attend an intro workshop before going into regular classes. This gives them a really strong motivation. They need to take this workshop in order to graduate into other classes. For brand new students, it is so much better to start out with a workshop that is going to give them a full overview of what yoga actually is, rather than throwing them into a drop-in class setting 
where that day's focus might be really specific and might give them a skewed view of what yoga is actually about. So this intro workshop, it could be an intro to a specific style of yoga or a specific practice of yoga. For example, I used to teach an introduction to pranayama and meditation workshop at the local YMCA where I taught group classes. While the regular classes were free with their membership, the workshops cost extra and they always filled up. Students were really excited to get to spend more time and go more in-depth with the pranayama and meditation practices that were only a small portion of what we spent our time on in the regular classes. The next type of yoga workshop I've seen do really well is the Yoga Plus workshop. This is where you combine yoga with another modality, such as writing, qigong, or mala making. If you choose one of these types of workshops, it's really important to consider why is the combination of these two things more powerful than just one on its own? For a workshop that combines yoga with a non-movement modality, such as writing, the benefit might be to move the body to help open up creative energy. For a workshop that combines yoga with another movement modality, the benefit might be to entice people to try something new by combining it with something familiar. Or perhaps the intention is to compare and contrast the similarities and differences between the two movement modalities. Whatever you choose, be really clear on why you're making this combination beyond just that you enjoy both. Because the downside to teaching a Yoga Plus workshop is that it's difficult to go deeply into both topics, so it's really easy to overplan and to feel rushed. Yoga Plus workshops are best for teachers who have a second area of expertise or to pull in a friend that you really want to collaborate with. I've taught restorative yoga plus poetry in collaboration with a talented poet, and it was really cool to have somebody else hold space with me. Because she was sharing poetry during the poses, I was able to walk around and really focus on helping each individual be as comfortable as possible. And there were some people in that room who really needed a lot of extra help. Without having that second facilitator there, it would have been a much trickier balance to figure out how to hold space for everybody at the same time. Now, especially when you are collaborating with someone else, make sure that you run through the entire workshop beforehand and don't just plan on paper so that you can get a more realistic sense of how much time things will take. Also, remember that things always take more time with real people, so be clear about which parts you plan to cut out first if you run out of time. The third type of yoga workshop is the deep dive where you get to go into all the nerdy details that you do not have time for in a regular class. I have seen entire workshops just on Downward Facing Dog that were a smashing success. Many yoga students are truly confounded by the complexity of Downward Facing Dog, so they are willing to sign up and pay for a workshop that promises to demystify this ubiquitous pose so that they feel comfortable in their regular classes where this pose is taught again and again. Although you do go more deeply into your topic in a deep dive workshop, this doesn't mean that you have to be a top expert in your field in order to offer one of these. Take into consideration your intended audience. If you know more about the topic than they do, you can teach them a workshop. Sometimes it's actually easier to learn from someone who's only a few steps ahead of you rather than someone who's so steeped in the topic they can barely remember what it was like to be where you are. 
I once took a workshop from an extremely qualified and brilliant human who has a doctorate in his field. I could tell the guy was so smart and really, really knew his topic in and out, but I could not follow his train of thought. He was so immersed in his topic. He was using so many big words. I can't even totally recall the subject of the workshop. All I remember is being so confused. I tend to learn pretty quickly. I love language and I have a really high tolerance for complex topics, but this guy was over my head. He is an expert in what he's teaching, but I didn't walk away with from his workshop with any helpful information. So please don't fall into the trap of thinking that just because you're not the most qualified person to teach on a topic, that it means you're not qualified. In fact, you are probably the perfect person to teach some of your students because they already know you, they already like you, and they already trust you. So they're going to be more receptive to you and what you have to offer. The bonus of teaching a deep dive workshop is that you get to learn more about your own topic as you prepare and then integrate that knowledge more deeply as you teach it to others. At the same time, you can only teach to your students where they are now, so you might not even be able to go as deeply as you're capable of going on the topic, just depending on how your students react, how they receive your teaching. Another way of thinking about the deep dive is that it's a very specific focus and the actual actual teaching will go as deep as your students demonstrate that they're ready to understand. The final of the four types of yoga workshops is the celebration or special event workshop. This workshop is designed to offer a space and time that's held separate from ordinary life. Sometimes they're solemn and sacred and other times lighthearted and joyful. It's extremely helpful for human well-being, for us to gather with others for ritual and for celebration. A special treat workshop provides a way for people to enjoy being alive and having a body, and that is very, very worthwhile. In fact, if you think about what people spend money on, how much money do people spend on their vacations and their celebrations? A special event workshop is giving people a space and a process through which to celebrate. And if you compare it to some of the other ways that people celebrate, a yoga workshop might be much healthier for their body, their mind, and their spirit. In order to teach a celebration workshop, sometimes all you need to offer is a special time and location. For example, one of my clients runs a very popular summer rooftop workshop series. Once a month over the summer, she teaches a sunset class on the roof terrace of a building. All the spaces fill in advance with people who are excited to combine a yoga practice with being outside at sunset. How cool is that? I'm sure she comes up with a special theme for each class, but that's not how she advertises it. It's super simple. I can't think of a better way to celebrate summertime with your friends than practicing yoga together at sunset on a roof. Here's another example of a special occasion workshop. On Valentine's Day, I collaborated on a self-love workshop with a talented musician. On a holiday that can sometimes make unpartnered people feel left out, we offered a space for each participant to feel enough with or without a partner. The movement, the music, and the meditation were all designed to help students get in touch with the wholeness at their essence. It was a really beautiful way for our students to mark a holiday that can often, maybe even mostly, feel really trite or saccharine. In a world that is more and more surface, yoga keeps inviting us beneath the surface. 
This is something that is absolutely needed and valuable in our culture. And the truth is, you do not need to know a whole bunch in order to do it. What you need is a practice. You need the ability to do this yourself, to go in, to find your center. And then from that place, you can hold space and invite others to do the same. So there you have the four types of yoga workshops that tend to be really successful. And if you want more guidance on how to teach workshops, I hope that you'll sign up for the free masterclass, Three Keys to a Stellar Yoga Workshop. Sign up at teachingyoga.net slash masterclass. If you are listening to this episode later after it's been out for a while, you can still go to that same link and sign up to be on the wait list so that you'll be the first to be notified the next time that I teach it. Until then, check in with your life, check in with how your day is structured. Are you making time for the things that fill you up? Are you making time for your own practice and your own self-care? If not, is there one tiny change that you could make? Is there a five minute window where you could put yourself first, where you can get quiet and go inward to the place that is still and full? Mm -hmm.